It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As the lower leagues once again take centre stage Dunfermline Hamilton plenty at stake for John Hughes And can the Arbroath fairy tale return to winning ways Not long now until the top flight returns With the finishing touches being added ahead of Celtic Hibs And the transfer window continues to deliver With John Souter signing a pre-contract at Rangers I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio Alex Ray, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Just two more sleeps until the Premiership returns But the Championship is doing a grand job Of making the weight easier to handle Five points separate the top five teams in that division As we said Gordon and Fairman still rock bottom And today they face a resurgent Hamilton Aki's big day for John Hughes And then there's League One Kenny Miller lost on Beat the Pundit last night His Falkirk team will need to do better Against Airdrie today And Alloa are warming up for Celtic in the Scottish Cup when they play Queen's Park at home Now we've got managerless Queen's Park We've got three ex-managers in here One of you must want the Queen's Park job They're not that desperate yet I don't think Mark Wilson it is I think you can do both things at once You can be delighted that we're almost there We've almost got the top flight back But still enjoying the chance to take a closer look at the lower leagues once more Yeah I think everyone's looking forward obviously to next week And, and the fixtures that that brings up But today like you says, plenty there for us to get our teeth into and to look forward to, to today. And the championship is, is so hotly contested this year, pretty unpredictable. Today, you look at Wraith uh, against our Broth. If Wraith beat our Broth, then they go level on points with them. And loads more drama throughout the Leeds League One as well to look forward to. So, yeah, good day ahead. Monday night, Gordon, not far away. Top flight back in action in front of full houses as well um, but lots of good football today I think that's the most important thing about Monday Gordon the great news that fans will be allowed back into stadium I'll start the Celtic Park full house 60,000 against a Hibs team that have made a few signings of their own under Sean Maloney stamped his own authority but today it's all about the championship the lower leagues I think there's exciting football out there I'm, you know the guys out at the grounds will be really looking forward to this afternoon's entertainment it started last night at Fir Hill and I've got to say that it was a great chance for Kamarnock to go top of the league. Uh, but well done to Ian McCullough. I was very impressed with Partick Thistle. It's not just on the pitch, Alex Ray. Big yeah. transfers, big stories that are confirmed and the rumour speculation still very much in full flow. None more so than John Souter to Rangers last night. Yeah, good piece of business, Gordon. Uh, you know, for me, he's been one of the standout uh, centre-halves this season. When you look at his injury record over recent years, that would obviously be a concern. But I think the fact he's played 20-odd games already, he'll be looking forward to the second part. He's scored a real important goal for Scotland as well. I think it's just a good addition by the Rangers uh, recruitment team as well. They've identified... Uh, players like this over the last couple of transfer windows where they've went out and got uh, good Bosmans and, and he falls very much into that category I'm sure we'll get into that a bit later on but we can't hang around much longer because we're giving you no fewer than six featured lower league matches this afternoon I cannot remember last time we went for six games on a Saturday show so let's get stuck right in starting with the Championship uh, big games everywhere really But East End Park I think that's got a particularly good look about it A bit of pressure on Dunfermline Hamilton Aki's heading to East End Park And David Friel is keeping an eye on that one 
Yeah, Gordon, I suppose the only positive for Dunfermline after that defeat 5-0 to Morton last week is that things can't really get any worse. You know, when I arrived earlier, one of the staff members at the club were always a friendly bunch. Described the season as a horror story. And I think that pretty much sums it up. You know, Dunfermline are bottom of the championship, 20 league games played, just two wins, which is a staggering statistic for a, a club of that stature, you know. Both of those actually came immediately after John Hughes replaced Peter Grant. He was sacked as manager in November. And it looked at that point as if, you know, Dunfermline were about to sort of transform their fortunes but since beating Inverness in there the Pars have struggled again they've picked up just two points from five league games they're rock bottom of the of the championship as we said and Morton obviously that was the undoubted low point and I think John Hughes under a bit of pressure now will be looking for a huge response against Hamilton Ackies today there's some good news for Dunfermline Mark Connolly comes back from injury it's a bit of a strange situation this he's on loan from Dundee United and he's actually about to sign for Dundalk back in Ireland but he's got one game to go with Dunfermline so it looks like this will be his farewell appearance Dunfermline just that one change Mark Connolly in for Lewis Martin so it's on four wounds in goal, a back four of Aaron Comrie, Cole Donaldson, Mark Connolly and Josh Edwards. Dan Pybus and Paul Allen will anchor the midfield with Stephen Lawless, Ryan Dow and Matthew Todd in front of them and Lewis McCann up front. Subs of Dunfermline are Mehmet, Martin, McDonald, Todorov, Dorns, Jones and Cole. For Aki's, you know, they arrive with a lot of confidence. It was at the game last week, 2-2 against Partick Thistle, really entertaining, played some really good stuff. They've just lost one of their last six and they aren't giving up in the, ho- the slim hopes, I would say, of a playoff spot just yet. Still without a couple of key players, David Moy, he's, he's with Zimbabwe at the African Cup of Nations and Josh Mullen, an our key player, he's also injured. But Kai Kennedy, who actually spent the first half of the season on loan at Dunfermline, the young Rangers winninger, he was signed this week and he is on the bench, so that, that may be a, a feature of the game later on. So Aki's are going to line up, I think it looks like a 3-4-3 formation, Joe Hilton in goals, Mahai Popescu, Jamie Hamilton and Danny O'Reilly at the back, with Ronan Hughes, Regan Nimna, Miko Vertanen and Matthew Shields across the middle, Lewis Smith, Andy Ryan and Andy Winter up front. Subs for Aki's are... Fulton, McDonald, Kennedy, Easton, Spence, Monroe and Brown And the referee at East End Park is Bobby Madden Yeah, looking forward to that one Really interesting stuff there at East End Park Between Dunfermline and Hamilton David Friel will keep us up to speed on anything that happens there Let's check in on Roger Hanna He's back in Ayrshire uh, to see Air United taking on Morton, Roger Yeah, very much looking forward to it as well, Gordon. And there's very much a new manager bounce here at both clubs. Lee Bullen's reign as a United boss. It started with a 1-0 win over the leaders at Broth here a week ago. And of course, Dougie Emery's spell as Morton's new head coach. That's seen a you know a decent draw at Kilmarnock, and then that five nil thumping of Dunfermline that David was speaking about a, a minute ago. That's lifted the ton out of the relegation places and just four points shy of air in seventh place in the championship table. Only one defeat in the last six visits down here to Somerset Park. That will encourage Morton that he can close that gap even further today. They include Jamie Brandon signed from Hearts for the rest of the season through the week. He comes in at the expense of Darren Hines and the only change from that side that, that battered Dunfermline a week ago. Air make one change as well, Tommy Adeloy, the top scorer he's free from suspension, he comes back in and the veteran, Michael Moffat drops to the bench, their new signing Ryan Gondo he is on the substitutes bench this afternoon, so I'll just give you the team's air of Aidan McAdams, a former Morton number one in goal, across the back, Jordan Houston Jack Baird, Sean McGinty and Patrick Redding midfield, James Maxwell, Andy Murdoch Aaron Muirhead and Joe Chalmers and then up front, Adeloy will partner Mark McKenzie on the bench, Albinson, Fjortov McAllister, O'Connor, Gondo, Bryden and Moffat Morton, they've got Jack Hamilton in the goal at the back. Three, Michael Ledger, Brian McLean and Alan Lithgow. Across the middle, Jamie Brandon, Reese Lyon, Cammy Blues, Gary Oliver and Lewis Strap. And up top goes Iugu and Gavin Riley on the bench. McIntyre, Jacobs, Muirhead, Russell Hines, Garrity and King. The referee is John Beaton. Very much looking forward to it. The pitch is looking in good neck. Good day for football, Gordon. Yep, looking forward to that one as well. Air United, Morton, let's stay in 
the championship They are both fairy tale heads to Starks Park Wraith Rovers, the hosts, Fraser Wishart watching on Yeah, looking forward to this one uh, Gordon, haven't seen our both this season So here to see what all this fairy tale is about And the great run that they've had so far this season An intriguing game and match of the day for me in the championship And it still is amazing to say it's top of the table are both, but they're there absolutely on merit and they must have half an eye on maybe the shock of getting to the Premiership next season and in a way there's actually less pressure on them than the other four teams in the top five they're part time no expectations if they finish fifth then it'll still be a great season for them but that makes them dangerous opponents for the likes of Wraith Rovers who are three points behind are both win today see them level obviously but defeat and the gap goes to six points to John McGlynn's side and that's a bit of a dangerous gap when it's so tight at the top of the table Wraith we had three good signings in the January window Sam Stanton Ben Williamson Jamie Gullen have all joined to add to a already strong squad with both they lost a big cult figure a big striker John Newbley he's going back to Livingston to replace him they've got Jack Hamilton coming the other way from Livingston Craig Whiting on loan from rivals Dunfermline but Wraith's recent form taking a slight dip four games without a win only one goal although that did get a draw in Inverness last week and apparently they were back to form and played really well so they'll be looking for more of the same today or both on the other hand lost last week at air but that was a first defeat in 13 and the previous loss before that was here against Wraith in mid-October 2-1 that day important game for both here I'm really looking forward to what would be an exciting game unfortunately I don't have the teams Gordon yet still waiting for them to be delivered so I can give them to you later I do know the referee is Steve McLean I was speaking to him earlier we'll get the teams off you very soon I suspect they will be along uh, in the not too distant future Let's round off the championship for now The Caledonian Stadium Inverness, Queen of the South Dave Galloway is watching that one Cheers Gordon Inverness are determined to make their home of fortress As they push for a premiership place in all competitions Cali have recorded just one victory in seven At the Caledonian Stadium But they do sit only two points Off the top of the championship Queen of the South though Are only two points above bottom spot And uh, back to back defeats for them And they've uh, made the 234 mile journey up here Hoping to get back on track uh, not long been handed the team sheets quite a lot of changes uh, so I could tell you Inverness have uh, Welsh McGregor and McClear in for Duffy Harper and Allardyce so they start Ridgers and goals then Welsh Dees Divine Carson Mackay Sutherland McGregor Walsh Broadfoot and McAleer the subs Mackay Duffy Jemison Duku Hyde and Nicholson four changes for Queen of the South out drop DeBio, Peyton Todd and Junior and they're replaced by Peyton Little Gordon and Gibson they start with Ray and goals then the outfield players Cooper Peyton Connolly Little McGrory East Nditi Johnson Gordon and Gibson the subs Cowie Roy Fitzpatrick DeBio Joseph McKechnie and Junior and your match referee here in Inverness is Willie Collum so much to play for in the championship this afternoon and we're not stopping there spoiling your autumn we've even got some league one action uh, for you today as well Kenny Miller was on the show last night he of course gets back to the day job as Falkirk head to Airdrie and Andrew McLean's keeping an eye on that one 
Yeah, it should be a good clash here. Third coming up against fifth. Airdrie didn't really have the best of starts to this season at all, but Ian Murray's done well to turn it around. And even at this stage of the season, they look good for a playoff place. A few months ago, he switched from a three at the back to a four at the back, and, and they've never really looked back since then. They're on a four-game winning streak at the moment, just a point off when Tro's above them. Uh, and they've got a game in hand on them. They're just eight points above Leaders Cove with a game in hand as well. So they'll be really happy about the, how their season's going at the moment. As for Falkirk, another season where they really look to be underachieving again, down in fifth, and there's that gap between themselves and the playoff, but they will be happy with the return of Anton Dowds, and that could help turn their season around. He was Championship Player of the Month for December on loan at Arbroath in the Championship. They've decided to recall him, and in his first game back last weekend, he scored a hat-trick. He's actually just two goals off being their joint top goalscorer in the league this season, and amazingly, he's only played one game for them all campaign because he was out on loan. Of course, new boss Martin Rennie still getting his feet under the desk with assistant and, of course, friend of the show, Kenny Miller, but they'll feel good after that 6-2 win over Dumbarton last time out. As for team news, Airdrie start with Max Curry in goal. It's a back four of Craig Watson, Callum Fordyce, Reese McCabe and Scott Walker. The midfield four, Adam Frizzell, Dylan Easton, Scott Agnew and Scott McGill. And it's Jordan Allen and Callum Smith up top for them. The substitutes, Cantley, Kerr, McDonald, Ritchie and Gallagher. And it's unchanged for Falkirk, unsurprisingly, because they won 6-2 last time out. Paddy Martin starts in goal for them. It's a back three, Ryan Williamson, Ben Hall and Aaron Taylor-Sinkler. It's Brad Mackay and Leon McCann at the wingbacks with Gary Miller and Craig McGuffey in the centre of the park. Callum Morrison and Charlie Telfer supporting Anton Dowds up top. The substitutes for Falkirk today. Nisbet, Wilson, Ross, Keena, Williamson and Lemon. Looking forward to that. Just wondering if the fact that Airdrie had to play such a, a big payoff for Mark Wilson's why they can't afford yes. any PA system to play some pre-match music. <laughs> ah, yeah, Everywhere else we've gone said music blaring in the background. Airdrie's silent. I'm putting two and two together. We'll leave that one there. Let's go to the Indo drill. As well, Aloha Queen's Park uh, is going to be a cracker. Uh, Gabriel Antoniazzi is looking forward to that one. Yep, Aloha versus Queen's Park here at the Indodrill Stadium. Aloha in eighth place with just 20 points after 21 games. They are eight clear of the bottom place side, East Fife, but they're only three points above the relegation playoff spot. And that's ninth spot. That's Dumbarton, thankfully for them. They're also in free fall. Uh, now, Barry Ferguson's side, winless in their last eight league games. Really shocking run of four. They've lost four out of those eight. However, he will look at it in a positive light. You know that a win today can start to push them up the table. It's really tight in the bottom seven of League One. They're only six points off fourth place, which is, of course, a playoff spot if they do want to go up to the championship like we know they do. And incidentally, fourth place is today's opponent's. Queen's Park. So the pressure is a little bit on Mr. Ferguson. We'll be hoping he can get three points to start to climb the table. I have just been handed uh, the team lines. There's two changes for the home side. Uh, they line up in a 4-3-3 formation. David Hutton in goal. St Scott Taggart uh, is at right back. He comes in. Andy Graham, Mark Dernan and Daniel Church make up the back four. Adam King and Muhammad Niang are in midfield whilst Craig Howe is the other introduction today. Ewan Henderson and Kevin Cawley out wide with Stephen Boyd up top. On the bench, Keir Burt, Connor Salmon, he drops to the bench as well. Stephen Skugel, Cameron O'Donnell, Alan Troughton, Ben Armour and Jordan Armstrong. Well, how about today's opponents? Well, the Spiders sit in fourth place. They've got 27 points, but they do have a couple of games on the three teams above them. Now, they've won just one of their last nine matches, though, and that is why Laurie Ellis was sacked on hold. 
Hogmanay. Not much festive cheer uh, around the south side of Glasgow. He'd been in charge since the summer, but now the Spiders are searching for their fourth manager in just two years. Their last two games have been postponed due to coronavirus, so their last outing was a 1-0 loss to Adrianians on the 29th of December 2021. Chief Executive Leanne Dempster said that Peter Grant Jr. and Gardner Spears will take interim charge of the team until a new appointment is made. And I've just been handed the team sheet. As I say, I can read it out for you now. It's Callum Ferry in goal, Tommy Robson, Lee Kilday, Bob McHugh and Liam Brown at the back. Charlie Fox, Grant Gillespie, Michael Doyle and Connor Smith in midfield. Uh, Louis Longstaff is up front and Luke O'Connell just in behind him. The bench, Davidson, Grant, Katongo, Gillies, Yates and Herity. The referee today is Alan Muir. Fraser Wishart does have the teams at Rayther Broth, so we'll quickly get them from Fraser. Yeah, just quickly one change for Wraith Rovers. Jimmy Gullen permanently signed in the recent weeks as, as starts. They've got Jimmy McDonald in goals, Regan Tumulty, Kel Benedictus, Christoph Berry, Liam Dick at the back. Three midfields, Ross Matthews, Frankie Masonda and Ben Williamson with Ethan Ross, Jimmy Gullen and Sam Stanton as the forwards. Robbie Thompson, Aidan Conley, Dario Zanata, Tom Lang, Blaze Riley Snow, Aaron Arnott and Matty Poplatnik are the substitutes for are both real blow top scorer in the league in the division Michael McKenna is out and they have made a number of changes I think maybe due to some sort of COVID issue Derek Gaston's in goals Jason Thompson Ricky Little Tom O'Brien and Colin Hamilton at the back midfield Scott Stewart Nicky Lowe Chris Hamilton and Liam Henderson with Jack Hamilton and Luke Donnelly up for only five subs Dale Hilson Gavin Swanky Bobby Lynn Cal Mantell and new signing Craig Whiten as I said earlier the referee today at Starts Park is Steve McLean Looking forward to these games then Six featured matches for us this afternoon As always at this time on a Saturday We get all the guys involved And look back on some of the week's biggest talking points We'll do that next Action as it happens And your reaction from five on the open line This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Alex Ray Are in the studio The top team around the grounds Championship and League One Getting focus from us this afternoon Looking forward to it I must say between now and 5 o'clock To see what transpires However at this time on a Saturday We always get the guys involved And look back on some of the week's biggest talking points Early January it's bound to be transfer related Roger Hanna What was your take on John Souter's news last night? Yeah I think there are some transfers Gordon That that just sort of make sense Um, We've spoken about it on the show a couple of times before I had no great inside knowledge in this, I have to confess. I just always felt John Souter may well end up at Rangers. He's done very well with Hearts. He's been one of the players of the season for me. He started, if you remember that, first Saturday night of the season with the headed winner late on against Celtic. And I think he's got better and better and better. You think his performances for Scotland when he got into Steve Clark's squad in the back end of last year. And at 25 years of age, I think now he'll be signing a long-term deal Rangers will probably see the best years of John Souter and that can only be good, I would say, for both parties. Razor Wishart, how highly do you rate him? How how good a signing is that? I think it's a really good signing. I think with Roger it kinda makes it makes sense. He's always been a, a terrific football player for a defender. And he's always been criticised a wee bit for being weaker in his defensive qualities. But because of that I, I always thought he would get a chance to play for a, a big club. Um he had horrendous Injuries over the last few years and has shown a lot of strength and fortitude to come back from having the same injury three times. I mean, amazing 
Absolutely amazing that that has, that has happened to him. But because he's a good user of the ball, he was always going to get a chance at a bigger club where they, they're expecting a wee bit more of that, a player who can step into the midfield and, and use it from the back. But he's got become a better defender, and I've seen him three or four times for Hearts this season. He's been absolutely outstanding. He's got back in the Scotland squad. And, and, and again, sometimes when you get these serious injuries, players kick on because they begin to realise how fragile their career is, you know, because he was a young lad who came through the ranks and was always going to be a big star. But all of a sudden, you take a knock there. So he looks like somebody who's just relishing his, his, his football. Of course, there'll be a bit of controversy around pre-contracts and all that kind of stuff, but that's just what happens among supporters and, and, and in football. And it'll be interesting to see whether Rangers do go and get him in this transfer window or is he just going to be for the summer as a long-term replacement for, for Conor Goldson? What's your take on that, David Friel? Yeah, well, I mean, it makes perfect sense. You know, John Stewart is a top player back in the Scotland squad and everything. I, I just hope it gets done this month for his sake and I, I wouldn't like to see it get messy. You know, I think... You know, John's been through a hard time at Hearts and, and it's fair to say Hearts have obviously helped him through that in terms of injuries and, 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 and rehab and everything. But I think if anything, he, he'll have learned over the last few years that football is it's quite a kind of precarious career and it can, it can change in, you know, one slip really. So I would like to think, sorry, I wouldn't like to think it gets a bit messy and, and the Hearts fans start to turn on him. Or, and I can understand why they're a bit upset with him going, but... I would like to think that the two clubs get together because I think it makes sense. I don't think it does anybody any good if, if, if John Suter stays at Hearts really for the end of the season because I don't think he wants to be there. Rangers want him. If Hearts can get some money, a few hundred grand maybe, then I'd like to think that would get done this month. Hugh, do you go along with that? Uh, I think it would be best for all concerned, uh, but it has the potential to become messy uh, because Hearts, I read, are looking for half a million pounds Plus add-ons I've never heard of someone Who Signed a pre-contract And his Parent club Were asking for add-ons A sell-on fee or something I, I, I don't see how you can ask for that But uh, That's Rangers business They can reject mm. that Or accept it As they wish But it does have The potential to become messy Because Hearts are clearly Digging in The player Would obviously prefer to be away Straight away Rather than have another game beyond St Johnson on Tuesday night and uh, it would be better for all parties however Hearts are in the driving seat here they are mm. dictating the terms uh, it's up to Rangers whether they agree or disagree I mean Roger Hanna as a wordsmith uh, what did you make of Hearts statement last night Hart have been Lothian Football Club notes Rangers Football Club's announcement of John Souter's pre-contract the club reiterates John's an important member of the first team squad and will remain so until the end of the season unless a significant and satisfactory offer is made. No further comment will be made at this time. I'm going to go all out on a limb here, Roger, and, and say that there's something about the deal that Hearts are not immediately delighted about. Yes, still, I think is maybe a, a description of that statement. Um, it's certainly short and to the point. Um, I love the timings of these things now in social media, Gordon, because Rangers initially hinted at this by tweeting the emoji for a bar of soap. So Soapy was coming, and then Hearts very quickly rushed out their statement. I think some people actually saw the Hearts statement before they saw Rangers' confirmation that they had signed the player on a pre-contract deal. So these things always make me chuckle. Um, will a deal be done? I would think a deal probably would be done. I think it's in everyone's interest, and I would stretch it out to Tony Watt and Motherwell. 
Anton Day United as well I suspect a deal for, mm. for Tony will be done in the month of January Roger. Rangers did it with Scott Wright and Jack Simpson last January I, I, I think there will be uh, something will be done to get the player to Ibrox before the end of this month Roger Reed the Hearts uh, podcast supporter on last night in the programme and he said and I'm using his word not mine he said that uh, John Suter would get battered by the Hearts supporters at Tynecastle on Tuesday. So here we have the beginning of the mess. Uh, when you someone who's been outstanding for Hearts is going to get battered by the Hearts supporters, and I know that Hearts are talking about the financial incentive for them to finish third, get into Europe. It could be worth they estimate around about four million pounds to the club. But if he's getting battered by the supporters. Uh, how does he negotiate the remainder of the season? I think it would be very difficult for him, very difficult for Robbie Nielsen trying to handle that at the same time. Uh, and I'd imagine if anything goes wrong in a Hearts game, John Suter will get the blame, whether it's his fault or not. So, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more, Hugh. And it was the same predicament Scott Wright was in 12 months ago when he signed the pre contract to go from Aberdeen to Rangers, and a deal was done then. The, the most sensible take I've had in this I was reading Graham Alexander's comments last week saying he doesn't like this ruling he doesn't think it's fair on the footballers to be you know obviously they they can make a move but why not do it later on in the season because all you're doing is exposing players to the the type of stick if you like that you're you're discussing there Hugh you know he puts them in a terrible position Tony walking back out. He was actually left out the Motherwell team for the game on Boxing Day against Livingston after it came out on Christmas Eve that he signed for Dundee United. But fascinating to see if he's back in the team when the Premiership kicks off again at the start of the week. And will John Suter be in the Hearts team to take on St Johnson on Tuesday if a deal's not? Yeah, Fraser, what's your take on that? I mean, you'll be all across sort of player contracts and so on. And I wonder what you made of of Graham Alexander's comments because I think last week you put it quite. Simply in a, in a way that I liked, you know, man changes job. What's the big controversy? And and you know that that works well in a in a sensible and, and logical world. But, but football isn't, is it? Football's got so much emotion um, attached to it, and can it lead to an unnecessarily awkward position for various parties? Of course it is. Of course it's awkward for every party. But the, the player now, John Suter. Uh, Tony Watt, Alexander Clark's been, been spoken about, maybe signed a pre-contract. They can't do anything about it, you know. And, and if the clubs want to do something about it, they can release the yep. player right now and let him go, you know. So, so it's very, very simple. I, I just don't think that Graham Alexander, and I know what he's saying, but for every Tony Watt and uh, John Suter, I'll give you three dozen uh, players who have been told this transfer window that they are no longer wanted in the summer. So. So, you know, the opposite works all the time. Far more players are released by their clubs at this stage of the season, told they've not got a future, and, and they get told they'll never play again, and they'll be training their own, and they'll be running up and doing hills and terraces, and then we become involved in unions. So, you know, that's what happens in, in, in football. And, you know, uh, I just did a wee check, because I, I thought, I mean, I was playing, was playing tricks on me, but Hart signed John Suter in the last six months of his contract. Mm-hmm. In fact, the last five months, he signed him on the 31st of January in 2016. Now, they didn't do a pre-contract, they managed to do a deal with Dundee United, but it was very much at the very, very last minute. And they have been talking to John Suter during the same period as Rangers and others have been talking mm-hmm. to John Suter. So, it goes around, yeah. and people need to just accept it. It's part of the game. You can't say to a player, no, you can't go to a Scottish club, but you can go to an English club. And that, maybe, is part and parcel of it. It's because they're going to a rival. Yeah. Maybe because John Suter's going to the old firm rather than Stoke City. I, I don't know. But fans have got short memories. These are lads. They're individuals. They're people like everybody else. Yeah, and, and again, as, as a, you know, that, that does make sense. The, the problem, David, feel I think, with football is that emotion. Fraser, 
alluded to it there If Celtic and Rangers are, vo- are involved Then the spotlight just shines even brighter This is all going to be played out very publicly C- Can John Souter play multiple matches for Hearts Against Rangers between now and the end of the season And potentially damage his future employer's title credentials Or you know whatever it may be Is that is that awkward? Is that something that can happen? Yeah, it's awkward. I mean, I remember not too long ago, I think it happened to Jordan Jones. He'd signed a pre-contract with Rangers, maybe, and he scored the winner. I think, now, can John sort of play against Rangers? He's a consummate professional, of course he can. But to talk about, you know, what Hugh said about getting messy, I don't think it helps Hearts either. Because for me, it just becomes a sideshow. You know, it becomes, Hearts are trying to get into Europe, they're trying to be up the top end of the table, they've got a good team, they've got a lot going for them. Does Robbie Nielsen really want to be fielding questions about John Seward? Does Robbie Nielsen really want his fans, not all of them, but some of them, to be booing one of his team, one of his best players? I don't think it helps anybody. So for me, yeah, the spotlight and understand why some Hearts fans will feel let down maybe by John Seward, but for me, the deal's been done, as, as Fraser said, get on with it, take, take the fee, and, and by all means, Hearts should hold out for what they feel that he is worth at this moment but I would be amazed if John Souter still a Hearts player by the end of this month All of this will be construed of course by the wider world as did you hear Super Scoreboard they're all trying to get John Souter to Ibrox in time for the game against Celtic it, Fraser is in charge of uh, the, the players union in this country he understands the, the human side of this game and how players are discarded by clubs uh, it's not always about big money transfers John Souter for the last five years Six years almost Has given everything to Hearts He has survived all manner of terrible injury problems And now at the end of his contract He has taken the decision to sign a pre-contract agreement With another club Albeit in the same division as Hearts I think it would be Really and truly In the best interest of all concerned Rangers as we know Mm. Have got plenty of money They've just sold Nathan Patterson. They've got the settlement deal with Aston Villa for Stephen Gerrard, Gary McAllister and the backroom team. So they have money available. And I think even at half a million pounds, uh, it would seem a decent bit of business to get him in now. I'm asking a lot of you here, Fraser Wishart, to pick a fee. Uh, but I just wonder, you know, hearts say that nothing will happen unless a significant and satisfactory offer is made. What on earth qualifies as satisfactory and significant When a player has six months left in his contract And you know where he's going anyway oh, the, the, the fee drops the closer you get to the, the transfer window You know, at the end of the transfer window Because on February the 1st then that's it There's no fee at all And, and there was interesting Hugh was making comment about, about add-ons that, that might be something that would be attractive to Hearts They might take a smaller fee than they would like at the moment if they can get an add-on because John Souter has the potential to, to just go and be a, be a top player and play in, in the top leagues in my opinion so you never know in a year or two's time if he's been really well Rangers might get an offer they can't refuse so Hearts might think well we could get 20% of that so that's where the negotiations uh, come, come in and it's, it's, just, it's not ideal I, I absolutely accept even though I take the players side I absolutely accept that that's the, the situation but players are in no-win situation here you know, they get slaughtered for actually fulfilling their contract, which, you know, that's what they're doing. They're fulfilling the whole term of their contract, John Suter and Tony Watt, if they have to. But if they'd asked for a transfer two years ago, they would ultimately be slaughtered for not fulfilling their contract. So it's not an ideal situation. Football's emotional. I, I get that. It is different. But for me, I think there might be a deal done around about that half million with maybe a sell-on that if Rangers do get a fee for them in the next couple of years, Hearts get a big chunk of that as well. Football-wise then, Alex Ray, let's, let's talk about actually what happens on the pitch. 
How does he For you Stack up against Rangers Other centre halves If we take Connor Goldson For instance Firstly because he's Number one choice And secondly Because there's all the Speculation about his future How does John Souter Compare level wise to him uh, I, I still think uh, Souter's got a little bit To go I, I, I look at uh, Connor Goldson Over the last couple of years And I've been really impressed uh, I've seen leadership qualities Even if we go back On hindsight Gordon When he, when he called out the players uh, When they lost to Hibs I was a wee bit of a uh, I was one of the ones that was saying you should be kept in house, but from that point to now, when a new manager came in, they've really kicked on. So I, I do like Suter. I've watched his development. Uh, I take on board what the guys are saying about his technical ability. You know, he's been schooled the right way, uh, and that will suit Rangers because of the amount of possession, particularly domestically. I think he has become a better defender as he's got older as well, and. Uh, I just think it's a good piece of business, Gordon. You know, obviously the injury will always be there because of his his past uh, issues. Uh, however, if he can get a, a good crack at it and a good run at it, I think it's a brilliant addition. Would anyone upgrade that? Does anyone think that he's he's closer to Conor Goldson than Alex does, or or he's the same level, or he's even better? I don't know. How I do. do. I do. I think. I, yeah, I think he's improved that much, Gordon. Uh, I'm a massive fan of Goldson. As you know, I I voted for him Player of the Year. Um, I thought he was terrific that year. Um, I think that since Suter's come back, um, these injuries hopefully are behind him now. He's at a right age. He's maturing brilliantly. He's got the confidence now of being in the Scotland set-up as well. I think he's got everything in his locker. I think he's improved so much that he is as close to Conor Golson probably right now as anybody else. Well, time will tell because it's... John Souter is a fantastic player um, International recognition And rightly so uh, When he's had a full fit season But When you move to the big clubs It's a, it's more difficult Playing for the big clubs And the pressure that comes with that um, So this year Or if he goes in this window Then this first Four or five months Will tell you a lot where he is But there's no doubt about it I think he could slip in there Beside Conor Goldson If that's what's been asked of him well, sorry, just, sorry, sorry, one, some, one of the boys were saying anything About uh, Scott Wright from last January yeah. And they think it's a great time To get a player in This yeah. this would fall into that, that bracket Because if you get him in the for door the next season Yeah and it just allows you to As you say Mark To get that four or five months Play your bit And then obviously Depending where they are with Goldson Next year then It could be a straight in uh, One final point I think Let's aim it at you Alex Liam who was the This Is My Story podcaster on last night Pointed out something I thought was quite interesting Not heard it a great deal about sure. That in his mind John Souter's thrived in a back three yes. This season And he said if anything If he's had a couple of off days It's been as part of a back two You take that Scotland game of course Where he would have played in a back three yeah. Is it that different? And how do you think that will pan out then when he goes to Rangers? Well, the the one thing about um, playing the back three, Gordon, it allows you to get tight and then you can go more lateral and push out uh, from the wider areas because you know you've got cover uh, in the in the centre half area because you've got two two guys supporting you there. So that is that definitely is a better uh, it makes certain better playing with that. But what I will say is for me, it's a back four. I do, I just watch mm. the way they play, the personnel they have. That doesn't uh, necessarily say you can't play with uh, like three centre-halves and two wing-backs because of what Rangers have got at their disposal there. So they may well have like, a plan B that they may well alter that depending on who they're playing against. Maybe in Europe, um, but for me, it'll be coming into a back four. Okay. But, but I, take, I take on board the point where he's when he's winning as a, as a, just a two, a flat black yeah. two. Plenty of mileage in that discussion, I'm sure. We'll get back to it. Maybe the open line. You can share your thoughts on the phones. But in the meantime, we're going to go back around the grounds because the three o'clock kickoffs are next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Alex Ray are in the studio We've got the top team around the grounds And it's less than 15 minutes till kick-off in our featured matches Championship and League One Under the spotlight for us this afternoon The top flight's back very soon indeed So I'm sure there will be lots of discussion on the Premiership Before the afternoon is out Let's go back to Air United Morton Because they're both... Enjoying the new manager bounce Roger Hanna But a bit of off-field distraction this week An SFA charge for Morton manager Dougie Emery Yeah um, <coughs> Pardon me Gordon yeah, I think there's a lot of distraction for a lot of clubs It was um, an unprecedented number of notices of complaint Issued by the compliance officer yesterday And when you look into the detail Some of the the incidents of alleged gambling They date back a decade Gordon So um, Dougie Emery at Morton, I think Gavin Swanky at Barrow, Shane Sutherland at Inverness, three championship clubs, uh, five players I think and a couple of former players from Elgin City as well. Um, my understanding is this has been the end of a very lengthy and detailed investigation by the SFA and the betting authorities and you know, we've, we've seen a few isolated cases like this before. I remember Ian Black and Steve Simonson were two of the more high-profile ones uh, in the past years. But it just proves that this does still go on and the authorities are still determined to stamp it out in the game. Yeah, Fraser Wisher, I'm not for a second uh, expecting any details. I just wonder if something with the widespread nature, as, as Roger says, is that does that come across the PFA Scotland desk? Is that something you need to be involved in? Yeah. Yeah, we'll be representing many of the players that, uh, that that are involved there. So I don't want to say too too much, but um, it still is, is the players have got to sort of realise. We've been telling them for quite some time that it will come to the attention of the of the SFA at some point. You know that the, the gambling companies, if they do see a footballer's name come up or a football person's name, we've had directors, we've had others, we've had managers, we've had people, coaches as well, all, all breaching the, the regulations. And, and I've got a bit of sympathy with the players who say, well, what, if I'm betting in Barcelona or Real Madrid, what is what is the, the the harm in that? You know, we can all see the harm maybe betting Scottish football or on your own team, which is absolutely or a game your own team's involved, which is absolute no no. But I just keep saying to them, you have my sympathy, but the rules are there. And uh, I think it would just maybe be another another message to the players uh, across the country. It doesn't matter whether you're playing for the top teams or the bottom teams. The, the gambling companies are duty-bound to report it to, to the SFA, who are then duty-bound to, to investigate it. So we'll get stuck into those cases in the next week or two, and they'll, they'll be hearing at the SFA at some point. I'll tell you what, if we're going back a decade, we might get one through the, the, the post for you, Mark Wilson. I'm sure not, because you're, you're, you follow the rules, you're a, you're a model professional, but you never know. That's how far we're, we're going back here. Uh, there's every chance. Money, that... mate, please. <laughs> Gambling's endemic in Scottish football and always has been. But we are also in the suspicion capital of the world. So the game has to be seen to be squeaky clean and you, you cannot object to investigations. You cannot object to... Light's been shone into dark corners Yeah, there are always two Wait, Sorry Fraser, carry on No, I was just going to say that, that there's also that relationship Hugh, between football and gambling companies there's Sponsorship yeah. everywhere I think that's something that needs to be, to be looked at And be addressed across the board I know it's difficult for governing bodies And for, for clubs to get good sponsorship Sometimes the only ones on the table are gambling companies But uh, if the association is, is, uh, is punishing people And it's not just players It's, it's across the board It's the directors and managers and all sorts and at the same time, the game itself is taking money in from the companies. It's a wee bit of an uncomfortable relationship there. Yeah, anyway, Hugh was telling me he's got 50 pence on our broth today, Fraser, so please do gamble responsibly Two if, half you, if you're out there. Uh, 
What about that fixture? Because that's the it's the kind of closest to the top of a, a table clash that we've got today. Uh, if you look at the fixture list, and it's it's a fascinating part to that division. Wraith fourth position, but only three points off top. Our both are still at the top, despite you know no wins in the last three. And then the result last night between Kilmarnock and Partick Thistle. Does that suit Wraith and our both today? I think it does, and when you've got a gap of, of sort of uh, top five and the bottom five in, in the championship, there's quite a gap. Then the games between the top five teams themselves are, are very important. Just uh, sort of saying hello there to Tony Doherty and Paul Sheeran, who are now at Kilmarnock with Derry McInnes. They're up to see a couple of their rivals, and uh, you know, Kilmarnock and Thistle drawing. Great chance for, for these two to, to gain some ground on two of their, their rivals. I think a real blow for uh, our growth is Michael McKenna. Being out, they lost John Newley, who's English lad who's been on loan. And become a bit of a cult hero, big striker, and did really well for them. He's gone back to Livy because he did so well. But Michael McKenna's a top scorer in the championship from midfield, and he's out today as well. And that might just mean that Hugh loses his 50p because these two have been key to, to, to the success that, uh, that our both have had. Just looking at the race team as well, some, some really experienced players, like Christoph Berra, the centre back, and Kyle Benedictus, you know, strong in, in that area. Jamie McDonald's always been a good goalkeeper, even at Premiership level. So, an, an intriguing game. I do think. Wraith won 2-1 here in October. I think it might be a similar scoreline and it will just keep the whole thing jam-packed at the top of the table because you could have a situation where there's a point or two separating you know, the top four, top four teams in the table by the end of today. Yeah, it's been a tough school, a tough window for the our both side losing some of their form strikers going back to their parent clubs. They have signed Craig Whiten, who's on the bench, uh, on loan from Dunfermline, David Friel. Um, can't be often a team at the bottom loans a striker to the team at the top yeah Gordon I, I must admit I felt I found that a bit odd you know and there's a, kind of a lot of odd things going on at Dunfermline this season you know and I, sp- I spoke earlier only two wins in 20 but for me Craig Whiten okay if he's not going to start every game he would still be a guy if you're bottom of the league you'd want to hold on to so I don't know whether John Hughes wanted Craig Whiten out to maybe free up some money to get someone else in but I, I, it did surprise me because I, I, did, I did think you know a, a team maybe 16 games to, to save their lives really and now letting a guy of that calibre and that experience go was a surprise and you know I'm, I'm just looking here today gone obviously there's 500 Dunfermline fans in but they've been they've been put behind the goal where the tunnel is the tunnel's right in the corner at East End Park and I, I can tell you if this doesn't go well today for Dunfermline they'll be making themselves heard because you know I, I know they're very unhappy with the way the club's been on this season but obviously Peter Grant losing his job and then John Hughes but you know off the back of last week there's a lot of pressure on Dunfermline today So many big clubs uh, David have once they've gone into that championship Have found it worryingly easy To then slip lower uh, You just have to look in recent seasons Partick Thistle and Falkirk And I'm sure you know Dunfermline have had a real roller coaster time of it Does that become the danger? We had our colleague Stephen Mill Who's a big Dunfermline fan He came on last week from his holiday in New York Saying he does genuinely uh, fear relegation Is that realistic? Yeah, 100% I mean Back, the last time I was here, there was against Patrick Thistle one of the first few games of the season, and I was absolutely shocked at how bad Dunfermline were when you looked at the players they had and guys' experience and their background, the clubs they'd been at and stuff like that. Thistle were, were streets ahead of them, and that was Thistle coming up from League One. And I think since then they've pretty much got worse. You know, obviously, as I said, there was that, that little bounce, wins over Inverness, and I think here when John Hughes first came in, but you know, judging by last week's result. And just even the results before then, you know, that they just can't seem to get any momentum at all. And it's not even just about points, it's about confidence and momentum and, and just getting that belief that you can get back. But I think Dunfermline 
you know, it's such a tough league and there's so many draws and everything. I think Dunfermline are in real danger going down. To be honest with you right now, I think they would take a playoff. It's going to be an interesting end at both ends, really, uh, of the season. Uh, an interesting end to the season at both ends of that table, I should say. Sort of split in two with maybe the likes of Hamilton and, and looking increasingly like air and a, a bit of a, a middle ground, you have to say. Roger, is, is that the priority now for air? It's, it's a new dawn there at Somerset Park. Lots of change in the boardroom and in the background and in the dugout, of course. Are they... I mean, not safe yet, obviously, but are they looking likely to, to just be safe, consolidate and then try and build for next season? Well, I think actually today Gordon could be a big step for them on that path. They are four points clear of the three sides beneath them, Morton, Dunfermline, Queen of the South. If they can get a win against Morton today, it would be three consecutive home wins here. They've already beaten Wraith and Arbroath without conceding a goal in their last two games here. So there is a bit of forward momentum on the pitch. And as you mentioned, there's a bit of momentum off the pitch as well. You come down there, there's a new chairman in. He's only been here a year, David Smith. He's recently appointed Graham Mathy, formerly of Hibs, as new managing director here. There have been a lot of off-field appointments. And even just driving up to Somerset Park today, you know, there's new buildings outside in the car park. There's a new supporters club. There's a new bar. There's a new shop. It, it looks as if there's a bit of upward momentum at Air United. But of oh, you're sounding great there. Do you know what I think the next sentence was? I think No, I think the next sentence was <laughs> Looking at all the modern improvements they're making It's time for Air United to finally let go of the past Stop worrying about yeah. you know Former managers You know, near misses and glorious failures And cup finals and that sort of stuff That's all done let it go. in the bin And move forward I think that's where he was heading with that, was it not? No, no, no That's in the history books That'll never be let go As long as I'm still breathing Let me tell you (laughs) Um, But I think Roger in for a terrific game This afternoon, I've got to say Well, we won't know Because we don't know If we're going to hear from him again I don't know if someone's (laughs) cut his cable uh, Or maybe as part of the the new improvements New Wi-Fi is is what's next He's basically ingratiating himself With the new chairman And the new You know why that is A mate of his, I think Oh, I see Something like Uh, that And he can't hear me Roger's well connected down there Right, Gervin Boy of Mayor course Mayor of Ayrshire yeah. uh, Right, okay, it's, that's us already That was a fast hour The three o'clock kickoffs are next The winning team All season long This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Three o'clock games Getting underway Up and down the country Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson Gordon DL and Alex Ray Are in the studio looking forward to watching this afternoon's action I'll tell you what, I won't put you through the ringer too much Hugh Keevans There is not a chance You lot struggle to predict one game Correct, I ain't putting all six to you So let's just go championship Give us your acca for a Saturday afternoon Ayr will beat Morton Wow Dunfermline will draw with Hamilton And Wraith will beat Arbroath Who've got too many problems to overcome today And Inverness will beat QO. I-C-T-V-Q-O-S Okay Mark Wilson Initially speaking uh, I'll go for Three homes And Air to win Wraith to beat Arbroath And Inverness to beat QOS And I'll go for Hamilton to beat Dunfermline In the game we're watching I'll go Somerset Air draw I think Hamilton Will beat the Pars I think Wraith Rovers Will beat Arbroath And I think Inverness Will beat Queen of South I'm going to go for A Morton away win To beat Air I'm going to go for The Ackies to beat Dunfermline Wraith Rovers to beat Abroth And Inverness to beat QOS Okay keep a note of them Because I don't remember a word you just said Goal flashes 
with AspireGlasgow.com. Book your face fit and mask service online now. And that's us up and running, Hugh Keevans. I'm torn because I res- I love the chance to shine a light on the Championship and League yep. One. We should do it more often if if we could, and, it, and it's it's great to find out some of the stories and look at some of the things going on. But it's so good to know that we'll also have the, the top flight back very soon. A man last night on Super Scoreboard said he could not wait for Monday night for Celtic against Hibs. He said the, the rescheduled winter break had seemed like a lifetime. Three weeks! <laughs> and this had seemed like a lifetime. That is a lifetime up here, isn't it? And that's why uh, Celtic Park, to use uh, Callum McGregor's word, will be rocking on Monday night. I would expect in excess of 50,000 people to be there. School night or not uh, And what a magnificent game To come back to Sean Maloney Five time league winner With Celtic Brings Hibs On the back of Victories over Aberdeen And Dundee United His first two games As the Hibs manager It will be Sensational And of course The uh, Quartet Of Japanese players Now at Celtic Park Will Kyogo be uh, Fit to play uh, if not, will uh, Daisem Yeda uh, take his place? So much to look forward to. Just two more sleeps. The Aki's have come close inside the opening 90 seconds. A corner swung in. It was a second ball stabbed towards goal. Just not enough purchase on it. And we're still level. No goals to tell you about in Scotland yet. Which makes me think, you. I think we could get stuck into this nice and early because oh. you will need time on this one, believe me. The first half teaser with the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. This is the first half conspiracy theory teaser. <laughs> Since season 2015-2016, eight players have scored at least six penalties in a single season in the Scottish Premiership. Who are they? Since season 2015-2016, eight players have scored at least six penalties in a single season in the Scottish Premiership. Name them. That is an extraordinary list. A couple of the names are quite easy. They leap off the page. If you can get all eight of them, oh. I will be so impressed. But I always am. I mean, I say that every week. The questions can often be tough, but our listeners are top draw at these things. So at Clyde SSB, have a think. Head on to Twitter, send us all the answers on one tweet at Clyde SSB and let us know how many you can come up with. Alex Ray has already so got two. Oh, so that's a good start. Two? What one's uh, wrong? Oh, that one. So at Clyde SSB, you need to get it quicker than everyone else. So whilst I said take your time and you'll need time, you need to get your finger out also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Clyde SSB Willow's come up with a good one there as well I'll yeah. decide, let me see it Yeah, it's, it's guaranteed well, It's a team game, we're all in this together Yes, yes well yeah. done Well done Willow That's yes. not three. No, we're not, we're not all in this together <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're in this until someone has the chance to ridicule the other person Hugh, beside them Hugh, sp- Hugh spends all week trying to distance himself from you three He goes <laughs> about <laughs> telling people in Bears Den that he, he doesn't really like you I tell him once a list in the road, Some of the features on the Dunfermline TV is magnificent that, yeah, mm-hmm. sort of split screen replays yeah. oh, on one side and it's real a, time on the other. It's right? it's a bit the 1990s, so, you know, when yeah. when Sky launched and done the, the Premier League with a no credit yeah, from you, honestly. Oh, These are no. volunteers working hard behind the scenes to make oh, these things come together. Steve <laughs> McQueen, have you ever seen the Thomas Crown Affair? That was the first movie I ever saw that had all the split yeah, the, screens. Yeah. 
It's a pity the film are rubbish. The television's great, but the team's hopeless. The game's only four minutes in. Give it a chance, Hugh. It's Rich coming from a guy who told us on Thursday night the highlight of his breaking tenure, Hugh, was when the new artificial intelligence cameras that were meant to follow the ball got a bit confused and started following an interactive rat that was running up and down one of the advertising boards at the site which was much better than what his team served up so. I was going to say it ran by the right back a few times I thought we were in trouble he's quick on their full back was it the rat called Daniel Kuzan by any oh, chance I- Try to forget about that Gordon We've got Maybe a goal I... in Scotland Not in our featured matches And an athletic one for for Nil Tommy four Goss four. On four minutes I'll tell you what right I'm going in early on this Usually I would save it for a bit later on in the show But it, it just got me thinking When Hugh's talking about you know Not wanting to associate with you lot And he's in Bears Den And he, he pretends that he's, he'll look down his nose on you three And won't associate with you Let's find out who Mark Wilson ran into during the week uh-huh. In fairly Ridiculous circumstances Come on Give us the full detail No, no I just told Gordon this So we so moved in a plush He was in a plush area Of the city That's Yeah yeah Plush area of the city Dennison. Um The charities moved in To, to new offices Anyway for all <laughs> For lunch time I decided to go A stroll in this plush area And the good lady Came over to meet me for lunch You know New week in new offices She thought I'll, I'll Entertainer Brought the dog So parked the car Decided to get the dog Out the car In this plush area Walking along the street And the, do- <laughs> oh, no. the dog oh, no. The dog oh, no. obviously oh. had a Exactly DL is chomping <laughs> To say something inappropriate. <laughs> so just carry on The dog's obviously had a A, a bit of an upset tummy I think oh. from the night before Might have been that curry I fed it the night before <laughs> And uh, Couldn't wait to do it's business and it, so. let, let's just say it wasn't a, one of the easiest ones, Alex, oh, to pick yeah. up. If you know what I mean, you know. So I, I got as much as I could. You know, I didn't have a hose on me to clean the street. If you know, one of those yes. ones. But as I'm got the back and I'm walking away. Who appears out of the uh, a house um, just a few along? Is Craig White? How are you doing? He says, I say, how are you doing? He's, he's rummaging, about trying, rummaging about trying to clean the street. <laughs> you getting your exercise, he says. Something like that. You've got and, a rhyming uh, slang in there as well. That's the beauty of that yeah, story. Oh, oh, exactly. There we go. So fairly <laughs> embarrassing. So if you're listening, apologies uh, apologies for that. the state of the street. Do, do uh, I've tried my you, best. Do you not give you a pound for new bags? <laughs> oh, oh, too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> The year will oh, be 2052 yeah. and that will be too soon. Yeah. Yeah, oh. so Did Craig White actually know who you were? Of course. This guy's talking about I'll football guarantee you Craig White didn't know who he was. Well, he, he, did you not hear the story? He didn't say, how you doing, Mark? He's probably said, listen, mate, any chance of getting you, your dog and your missus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you obviously don't know how big a deal this guy is. I've just put a picture on my Twitter feed, actually, uh, about an hour ago. You can see it there, at Gordon Duncan 7 and it's a picture of Scotland school boys, mm. uh, under 15s, I think, and there he is, Wilson, the skipper. Arms like pipe cleaners, right? I don't know how they found <laughs> a captain's armband to go around those biceps, trust me. Uh, but he's got it on anyway. And he's holding the What do they call that again? Pendant The pendant yeah, that yeah, you, give, pendant. you give it to the, the opposition He's on the end The captain It's not a pendant It's a pennant yeah, Do you know I thought that But he said it was so much conviction I used to always call it a pendant Yeah, yeah. Right, anyway. anyway I stand corrected yeah, Anyway stand that's, corrected. that's really not The important part of the story So he's got the captain's armband on And if you go along He's next to the goalie A couple of guys in between And then they're also In the back row Taking orders from him The captain Is Darren Fletcher 
Who was the manager that saw superior leadership qualities in you than Darren Fletcher? Ross Maffey? Um, Ross, um, Ross would have been about So yeah. Graham's dad Ross may have been about at that time But he, he, he made the right decision have, have, have you scrolled in and see the bottom of that picture? No I've dropped I've, it I can't see the rest Oh well it says Scotland 3 Hall and nil. So I think that might have been. Have any, uh, I think Arjun Robin might have been playing Who? maybe Seriously? in that game. Yeah, so you're just making names up. No, 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 no. Made the <laughs> right decision, and that was my obviously Van inspirational Bassen. team. <laughs> <laughs> who, well, I'm <laughs> sure who <laughs> was in the what team they had. But there you go, and, and uh, good on you. What's the advice to Darren who who took that on to the national team? Because I can make it to the <laughs> national team. Uh, lots Prior of people actually, out. and I think we're, we're about to let them down. I think um, Graham Cox <laughs> is one of them. Uh, in fact. There's a bit of a theme here as well. Gavin Keane, uh, who else is there as well? Denzel, um, GMAC73. They all want to know like who else is in that team, but you, you said you don't think there is anyone else really in terms yeah. of people that, that went on no, to... No, no, just we were the big stars at that point. Me and, me and Fletch. Graham Weir was in the front row, so if anybody remembers, probably about 2010, he played for Hearts, um, went to, I think, Wraith Rovers and okay. things, so I had a, 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 a decent enough career, but I don't think many of them Kicked on Got to the heights that I did, did At Dumbarton And Bacon <laughs> Is there a sponsorship deal there? Because I'm looking What year is that? 1990 I don't know Must be late 90s yeah? Yeah 98 Maybe 97, 98 And you've all Every single one of you Is wearing arguably The best boot of, of For people of yeah. our age Right I know that these oldies Won't Stop get involved it. You're going to see a predator But you? for people of our age Nonsense The one that The, the, the Beckham 98 yeah. France 98 The big thick oh, Adidas Ron, stripes Ron. The red tongue I was always Sensational I, yeah, But was, every one of you's got them on yeah. It was a privilege to represent your country right at that age, but that was the best thing at getting into that side because Scotland were sponsored by Adidas. The Victory Shield was on Sky, and it was quite a big deal at How'd that you time. Did you go on for the Shield? Then did you win it? Uh, we got beaten the final with England. Uh, aye, oh, aye, no. aye. No, Glenn, Glenn Johnson was the captain there. Oh, I was the captain. Oh, but anyway, we got the choice between the Predators or the World Cups. Oh, and everybody on. chose the Predators that right? the Greatest boots ever I've, I'll be honest with you Lee Clark gave me a pair of them He was sponsored by uh, Adidas uh, I wore them once in training And I, I gave them away I thought they were horrific I loved them They looked great oh, the, well, oh, Predators no, 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 World Cups all day yeah, was, but, Oh you're of a different Diodora I was sponsored with Diodora Dora. Yeah, Dora, I, I was sponsored uh, with them Beautiful gear Diodora Diodora Why would Diodora Sponsor like Baggio and things And then think Gordon Dale He's like a Baggio, man yeah. Baggio Diodora Was he Lotto Was he Lotto I don't know was he? Yeah. I was I'm sure Roy Keane was Nike, in fact. Roy Keane was Diodora as well I was as well yeah. I, I, I got them for a, I think a year or two We Kevin Phillips Was one of the main men At the time And by the way He was getting like the biggest yeah. bags ever And yeah. the guy came in I told you all me gave a couple like, of This is all about age Because I And I'm now like that I, I'm now in relative terms Becoming the grumpy old guy That'll look at the modern boot now And a bit like, mm, Turn up the nose a bit But those were fantastic Stephen McGlinchey's tweeted The Preds he says yeah. little mm. the best Hand you, gesture What do you wear on the bench just now? Flip flops <laughs> what, what are you Flip, wearing? Doesn't really, you boots, doesn't listen, really matter just, just inform these boys Before we get any further There'll be another tracksuit and sale At the charity shop In the next yeah. week or so his team lost mm. today, right? He comes off the pine, he comes off the bench, warm up, gone, gone there and change his game. He comes off the pine, 1 1, mm. they lose 4 1 against, oh against David Friel's against And Friel oh, no. wasn't even playing. He was even oh, playing. That's how bad they are. Friel wow. wasn't even playing. 
Yeah, tough, tough. Yeah, so number 22 will be in the charity shop. Good timing, though. Cove got another goal to talk about and change the subject. Cove Rangers 1, Montrose 0, Rory McAllister, scorer of many goals. They are. Cantering it. Yeah, they're flying, aren't they? Yeah. To be fair, though, you know, you can talk about them being well backed, but it does just show you if you look at Queen's Park within that division, look yeah. at Falkirk, you know, there are, there are no guarantees. You still have to go about your business. Queen's, Queen's Park are ridiculous. Yeah. The, the, given that they've got Leanne Dempster as the chief exec, they brought in the, the, the gentleman from Holland uh, to assist with the backroom staff. They are full time. There's all sorts of money getting put in there. They're 19 yeah. points off the top of the table. 19! No wonder they're looking for a new manager Kenny sent me a tweet Mark So those boots that you're talking about So you, you can obviously still buy them But they're limited edition Or collector's edition Or whatever £300 now for What? Them, or more you still yeah. I, should have, I should have kept mine You definitely get the left foot anyway yeah. I know that's brand new <laughs> You could have went round the full team And just collected everyone's Is that, is that how much? They're selling yeah, for now Do you remember who designed them? Yes there you go. Go tell him. Ooh. Who designed them? Yes. How would you know who designed anything? I know who no, designed them. No, this is because we are file, uh, fashion icons. Beckenbauer. No. No. Played with Liverpool? Yes. Oh, Scales. Scales? <laughs> no, John Scales. Why have I got that? I've got the name wrong. It's a house coat he designed. Oh, no, no. Was it then? Go but, on. Do you know what? I For the. F- with no disrespect to men here, I'm not sure I can say it without offending you. I think this is the first piece of wisdom you've ever imparted on me because I just googled it. I did not know that. Yeah, no. so right. this is a first. I'm noting this down. That was him. Liverpool. So who's Tell his name? me his name. Could we play? We John. John Chimera. John Chimera. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for a minute. Shocking was the show there. Johnson at Liverpool. Craig Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Invented the soul for yeah. football boots. Yeah, he was Australian. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, do you know what is ringing a bell? Oh, I'm still giving you the credit. Thank you, man. Um, but yeah, I have heard that before. When you yeah. said Australian, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. We get our boots with a, a ration boot just after the war. <laughs> <laughs> Steel toe cams. Sponsored by Bean and Ducket. <laughs> and that's not Raymond's flang. That's the name of a shop. <laughs> right, anyway, still no um, goals in our featured matches. That Cove won the Annan one as well. And Fermland very nearly scored. They did a good shot. The goalkeeper just fumbled it like. Soap in the bath But he caught it Just before it got over the line So The Fairman Still nil-nil With the Ackies But the Ackies Fortunate yeah. there the, the weekend started Last night of course Yes yep. Marnock could have gone top yep. uh, They were held one all at Three minutes away at From Firhill yeah, Three minutes away From the top And then uh, Doherty equalised For Yeah Lovely goal it was Yeah Where Partick Thistle Hard done by To concede a penalty Yes 100% It was never a penalty I don't know what Walsh's thinking there Making that decision Walsh um, It was just one of those I think that He looks at it today I think he's called that wrong um, I, I th- I've got to say I was impressed with Partick Last night I thought they deserved Their point um, I thought that um, They played very well In patch The pitch wasn't up For great football Gordon um, Obviously uh, ground sharing with Queen's Park just now a lot of games are getting played now obviously the winter as well but I thought the two teams tried very very hard and I I thought that Derek would be quite happy you know overall to get out with a point because Partick Thistle to me are a very good side and the lad Bannigan I don't know how old he is but he's got a fantastic left foot yeah. I really enjoyed watching him last night What's his age got to do with anything? He's been about for a while yeah, he suffered through injury. That yeah. that is a concern. What Daz said about the pitch show for Thistle uh, and Queen's Ian McCall. There. It, there's a lot of games it's coming up, and it. It really I think far. they've got a, a spell coming up. 
if I heard right that there's consecutive games midweek, weekend, yeah. and that's yeah, that's going to be tricky here yeah, for me. Nathan Patterson's on the bench for Everton. Everton have gone a goal down at Norwich, and Norwich are seriously bad. So there's trouble on the way there. Um, you know, great move for Nathan Patterson in terms of his lifestyle, uh, but uh, there's trouble on the way. They don't want Benitez, uh, Benitez as the manager. They, it's just a club that's. It's it doesn't look as if it's going trouble. anywhere, Shug, doesn't no, it? They look as no. if they're a bit rudderless, yeah. yeah. Absolutely right. And they want Benitez out. The fans want Benitez out. They never wanted him in in the first place. So Nathan Patterson's sitting there in the middle of a, a brewing storm, I would say. Uh, at Clyde SSB, remember, is how you take part in the teaser. Let's look at that one. Hugh, maybe get some wrong answers. I want to yeah. try and help people out. It is a tough one. We want to know, since season 2015-16... Eight players have scored at least six penalties in a single season in the Scottish Premiership. Who are they? Okay, let's get some wrong answers out of the way. Raymond Taylor, who does have a few right, by the way, has oh. gone Lee Griffiths. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, let's do How many times is that? <laughs> Every week. Every we week, one. absolutely. He's gone Martin Boyle. Oh. Not there, not <laughs> there. He might get there, by the way, before the end of the season. Norwich 2 Everton 0 I told you Adam Ida on 18 minutes I remember and, and watching him play against Scotland as a youth international must have been about 15 or 16 very good, good I mean, Norwich are seriously bad they've had a terrible season uh, and even their fans were turning on Billy Gilmer and all the rest of it they are seriously bad and they're 2 up um, Sideshow Bob has gone for Scott Sinclair not there Another one of mine down What else have we got Derek Murdoch says Hodgson Edward No Another okay, one right, This is tough Tough question Let's get your answers over please At Clyde SSB And uh, see if we can get a winner We need to fill the podium We need at least three people uh, With the correct answers Yeah Norwich 2-0 up on Everton That's the big result at, From the 3 o'clock games The big result earlier on Is that the title's over A one horse race In the English Premier League Done Surely Yeah. Man City beating Chelsea Of course it is yeah, that's that's thirteen points, Gordon. Uh, Man City ain't going to lose that. They're absolutely fantastic. I've got to say. Uh, didn't see much of the game today. Obviously, travelling into work, but thirteen points—that's too big yeah. a gap. And Thomas Tuchel keeps talking down Chelsea. Uh, Conte wants out of Tottenham. Uh, Man United don't exist anymore does as he, championship he, contenders. I didn't realise he, uh, he just uh, came, hasn't he? Not enough money getting spent for him, so he's getting the. Uh, Twitchy. Yeah. yeah, so he's getting twitchy and he's off. So <laughs> you don't get me wrong, Hugh's probably applied yeah. a bit of artistic license. It's not like mm-hmm. Antonio phoned him this morning yeah, and said, said Listen, I've had enough. Uh, yeah. Start he, start start <laughs> the rumour on Super Scoreboard, if you will. Yeah, he's off. Uh so um, the the Man City are winning it in a canter. Do you imagine they get the boy Haaland Somewhere like a top striker oh. in there as well? They're actually not playing with a striker at the moment. It's it's incredible. The way they play football uh, it's mm. Just a delight to watch Yeah Alright uh, Still nothing in our featured matches I'm afraid Nothing at mm. all We've got six games as well We tried to hedge our bets today We thought if we put six games on We'll get Can goals go Surely It's <laughs> <laughs> getting so that bad We've got to take a sweep Where the first goal comes from Yeah not yet um, Let's see how we get on 19-20 minutes or so gone In the matches Still nothing To tell you about Chug the 5th Norwich Go on and win this game It, it brings them up to 11 points uh, Still stone mm. bottom uh, No Burnley's stone bottom Norwich then go up to 18th uh-huh. So you're saying that You know They'll know yeah. that great But They then drag one or two where, back where in are, Where are Everton? Everton are currently sat on uh, Just, 15th 
Ouch. So, uh, just on the teaser, lots of people saying Edward. He took no. six and he missed no, one against St Mirren. We did. We we, el- we eliminated it earlier. I just wanted to give you uh, some detail on the back of that one. Big Edward. Started, well, started quite well down south as well. Big Edward done okay. Seagulls. Uh, he couldn't last he, night. He couldn't master the mighty seagulls. <laughs> it was a, a, a well did you watch des- that? Well deserved draw. Well, we have to watch it. It's compulsory. Apparently, they did quite well, Brighton did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, considering the number of players they've lost to the African Cup nations, etc., etc. So, so much for odds and Edward against the mighty seagulls. Mm. I've watched a few of the African Nation uh, games that as lively. well. Yeah. Some yeah, of them, are, yeah. yeah. Some of the tackling's a bit. The, 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 the best one was, were we chatting about it on Thursday, Gordon? The one that got called 10 seconds away from 90 minutes, yeah. but there was all sorts of stoppages to add on. <laughs> and to start the game again. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure uh, the bench made their. Was that their the referee well uh, blew the full time whistle in 85 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, but then it went on again, I think, to like the 89 something. Yeah. No additional time Yet there had been VAR checks And subs made And Oz And we give a ref stick Not yeah? ideal yeah. Ah, They deserve it sometimes as well Don't they oh. uh, Dunferman oh. with a decent chance It's a downward header But it's too close To the Hamilton Aki's goalkeeper It's a good it's game this yeah. right, This has game. been a good game yeah. I have right. to say This is a great chance Dazzle He's got to score here no? Uh, yeah I think the um, I think it's a great ball in Alec, yeah He's got to do better He doesn't get any purchase on it No, he's got to few, do better A few lads from my breaking side Playing today for Dunfermline uh, Paul Is Allen Ma- and Matty Todd <laughs> <laughs> See, to be honest See, these, these young kids came to breaking To, to get first team experience and, and try and get game time And they were excellent for me Um and they've been thrust into this Dunfermline side. Oh, I've played with Dunfermline, so they'll be uh, used to being bottom of the league. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mark, so. They've got that experience. Yeah, they've got the experience of saying, right, okay, we're under pressure, we're bottom here. Well, look who scored for Stirling Albion. Oh, there we go. Stranar nil, Stirling Albion won. Jack Leach on 23 minutes, and they are hitting a good run of form, Alex, ahead of going to Ibrox in the Cup. Yes, that's, it. that's the result they yeah. need to kickstart the conference. Yeah, but they want to do well in the division, Gordon. They're actually done quite well. You're Jack's. Amongst the goals as well the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know, but I think it'll be a real tough proposition yeah, next Friday. They, for they've them. been on a tough run up until now. Well, and that's not to say that it ends today, but 1 0 up Sterling Albion and at Stranraer, journey that as well. And uh, nothing yet on our featured matches. Wonder how long we're going to say that for. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have we got? 22 minutes halfway through almost. Brilliant stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no privacy here. I just received a text from my mum there <laughs> And, and I turned I over my shoulder And he's literally <laughs> drooling on my shoulder Reading the text that my mum has just sent me Are you alright? <laughs> By the way, she's not happy, is she? I don't know what she, she's complaining about so You left another saying. pot in the sink About something that he said on air oh. I'm not sure what she's meaning I don't know oh. I think he's, he's listening to the show He sent her back What are you on about? Question mark Not even a wee kiss for It's good mom. that you can tell everybody What I'm texting my mum <laughs> That's good But it was just out of curiosity Where's uh, the new offices What part of the city? Uh, just along from Fraser's office PFA Scotland oh, offices right. So what's that Just, just call it Just say West, West End, End In case anyone goes West looking End, for you yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 Keep keep these things You know Private yeah. N- Nice round there Bit of mystery Some nice coffee shops Round about there as well Lovely I, I think I get married Round that way Yeah probably There's every chance yeah. Elgin City won Al- um, No that's a bit down the road I Is know it? what you mean yes. ah, right, okay. uh, Elgin City won Albion Rovers nil. Kane Hester with a penalty in the 25th minute So we're not struggling too much Down the divisions 
Um, in our, our non featured matches, it's just the ones yeah. that we've decided yeah, to yeah. turn up at. Uh, that there are no goals, so there we go. The, the game we're watching just now at East End Park here, I was saying to the guys and Daz in particular, did they play there when the stadium had been revamped? Because I always thought it was a brilliant place to play, you know, yeah. a, a, a good stadium. Yeah, the AstroTurf when I started out at Dundee United, but the change that it's always been a good surface. But the last game I played there was Jock Steen's 30th anniversary game, Celtic v Dunfermline Select Team, and and my side was a mixture of you know old Celtic players uh, and a few actors, Martin Compson and. In the second half, James like McAvoy against him. James McAvoy was playing left wing in front of me. I was playing left back and McAvoy was playing left wing was he lively? in front of me. He was lively at just running about. I can see your face is hopeless. Martin Comston played right mid that day for Celtic. He was a good player. Did you know Martin? Oh hi well, There you go Did you know that? Did you know that? <laughs> well, did he he was I know he was acting A good player But <laughs> he's a great actor He's playing the part <laughs> Well here but no, he was doing okay ah. He's played a few Of the, the games At Celtic Park Hasn't he? I, I see him yeah A few But he was he was good that day But that was the last time I played it I always liked playing it Do you Park. think we could get a, a group of actors McAvoy and Compton And that and play against us oh. They select The real select mm. None of that Mickey Mouse stuff <laughs> I don't think Martin Compton should be allowed to play against you. No, believe me, it would be a good afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where are we in the goal front? Not another great, not a great deal, Hugh. Let's go for another uh, rerun of the question then. Yes. Once I find it. Um, since season 2015-2016, eight players have scored at least six penalties in a single season in the Premiership. Who are they? Uh, right, let's revisit that just to see if I've got some wrong answers coming in. I'm sure we do. Just a, remem- a reminder, a common wrong one was Edward. I think he missed his seventh. Uh, Davy Boy wants to throw... Just let me make sure it is wrong. He wants to throw Chris Boyd's name. No, nope, you can throw it back out again. Uh, into the hat. Lots of people as well. Davy going for... And so is Derek Murdoch. Liam Boyce. Oh, oh. Stop it And oh. Lewis wants to throw in Callum McGregor Not there Cal Mack Oh finally we've got one of these Goal flashes With AspireGlasgow.com And it was worth waiting for It's 1-0 Morton A very good goal Strapped with the cross mm. Riley with the first time finish At the near post and finally, we've got a breakthrough here. United nil, Morton one. Did anybody the new manager bounce? Yeah, did anybody go for Morton? Apart no, from myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, did, I do remember you saying them. Yeah, I just thought on the back of that, if you get if you get a five last week, you surely got to give you confidence. And, yeah. and you know, you look at Air, who are really struggling. I know they get a decent win against the Broth last week, but I just fancy Morton. Well, you know, they they had the the, the new manager bounce last week. Air United, you know, uh, with did, Lee yeah. Bullen. Um, but you're right. Uh, you'd have you'd have thought that they might have gone on from their ear, but Morton have golden chance. Falkirk, Callum Morrison, five yards out, header oh. over the bar. Oh. There's another team that just will not stop. They are mm. rampant towards the title. Kelty Hearts one, Edinburgh City nil. He scored a few goals. Cardo, Cardo he has yeah, indeed. Yeah, he's having that. a very good season. Yeah. Hold on Eight. a minute. A few weeks ago, I brought that up, and I, right. that Joe Cardo scores. In the last few goals, weeks, and you, you sc- were hammering me. Seems I was busy. 
No, does he? I don't think he, he does. He started. He start, is that right? Yeah, he, he does. That, I've, I've noticed that. He, he started as a winger, thirteenth of the season. Yeah, he started as a winger, uh, and I think he's moved him through the middle, and he's starting to get a bit of thirteen, Gordon. Yes, Aquila, you would say that's not a bad return, in January. For a winger, certainly. Yes. No, no, I think he's playing he, through sorry. the middle now. I think I think he's changed him a little bit. Uh, good player, good skillful player. Uh, I've got to say, he's been about one or two of the clubs, Wraith and Dunfermline, the places like that. Bit of experience here, and obviously doing a very good job for Celtic Arts. So is Kevin Thompson. I mean, yeah. I don't think he'd be hanging around there too long. He was in for the Kelly job, um, but he's done such a, a good job. There's a, a bigger club in the, the post for him. Do you know what I've just stuck on Twitter, Alex? Yes. Remember. I asked you to remind me And none of you did What topic did we have For discussion in the show Last week And it was great fun What was it? Do you know when I was driving And I was thinking this You were saying it was uh, Fond memories No soft spot for Soft all, for spot yeah. yeah So since we had, no, so we had no prem, like, no, no yeah. Premiership games <sighs> Which lower league team Do you have a soft spot yes. for? And then we came up with the notion that next week, i.e. today, we should discuss which teams have you got a petty dislike for <laughs> and why. So I've actually put it on Twitter. If you go to at Clyde SSB, you can just reply uh, to the tweet. I said, since it was all kind and positive last week, which team do you have a petty dislike for and why? None of this Celtic Rangers, Hearts Hibs obvious rivalry stuff. We're talking the more obscure, the better. I want something but something utterly bizarre or you hate their strip or the the tea that they served you one day made you I don't know whatever it could be but something completely out there got to be yeah. got to be something surely go on Dazzler <coughs> team you don't like just get it out of there come Inverness on. hate them <laughs> <laughs> I would close them down full stop end uh, of story that's and not that irrational they just gave him a tough time no 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 I just I hated the fool you imagine up there <coughs> no oh. no I used to go I hated the journey the journey's ridiculous <laughs> The pitch. It's beautiful the scenery p- up there. No, no, you're, you're losing up there, and you're looking at a bridge, which annoyed the life out of me. Nice. <laughs> I thought the, I just everything about it, it just, it nothing as a football. They don't get. They let's don't be, get, let's be honest. What here. you mean is you had a rubbish record there. You don't need to try and. No, spin well, it I, any I, other I'd way. one good That's result. I'd one good result, but I just I thought the full atmosphere of the club, the 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 the. the you know, looking I was over hoping we br- were going to do it without it being disrespectful in any way. Right, being but honest, apart from that, they're <laughs> lovely people. <laughs> <laughs> I really got, I really got on with the people. Good call, Tia. Dodgy will be on the phone. Any petty, irrational dislike for you? Nah, See, it's, it's harder it's, for you, lot. This is more for fans. I think. Yeah, of course. I'd, let's have the uh, qualms about. I'm just going to get out of there. Pat, oh, what a great chance there! It's <gasps> an unbelievable save. No way, that's. Oh, he's got it in. Yes. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. Spoiler: One nil them Fermlin. <laughs> There's only one word to describe it, Hugh. It's a stramash, and uh, Ryan Dow, we think, in the end, manages to just about force it over the line, and it is them Fermlin one Hamilton nil. What a big goal that could be! Well, it really is for John Hughes because if they were to lose today on the back of a five nil defeat from Walton last weekend. Serious question would have to be asked, but the, to be fair to them, they've deserved it. They came close with that one I told you about with, with, through the goalkeeper's legs. He just caught it in time, and the goalkeeper has, as Alex said, made a fantastic save. He saved it with his hand, then he saved it with his feet, and he seemed Incredible. to save it with his head, and it somehow it got squeezed over the line. Scrappy, scruffy, but valuable. Needed that, yeah. He was right. He certainly needed it after last week. Ryan Down, what a, what a good player Ryan Down was. 
out of that group at Dundee United way back mm-hmm. 2013-14 he was the one that probably didn't hit the heights of Gold and Mackay Stephen and Armstrong but he certainly had the ability injuries kind of played a part in that um, but he's going to be a big player for John Hughes if he can keep him fit if he can keep him in the team he will score him goals I have to say that double save by Hilton we obviously made that Rick earlier on was yeah. an incredible double save yeah. and then he just bundles it over the line so you have to say Dunfermline have been the team that look more likely to yeah. take the lead mm. and obviously they've just done that I couldn't call it against the runner play that's for sure they thoroughly deserve the lead Come on, Alec. We stopped you. Oh no, no, Patrick. So I get sent off there twice uh, towards uh, the latter stages, and they gave me dogs abuse. And I just think <laughs> to myself, I, have to, I just don't like them, Hugh. You know what I mean? And then you've got that rotten Sounds stand, like funny it. bits and all that. And, uh, it's the atmosphere. Nah, see, nah. I told you, you that's you, atmospheric. You, 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 you lot, that, you're letting yourselves down. You, you get, you were rubbish at Inverness. Uh-huh. You were getting dogs at Partick. There's no, you're taking out on, on the scenery. You're taking out on the traditional old stands. You're showing yourselves up. Seriously mm. uh, Sonar 1 Sterling 1 That lasted long Tommy Muir uh, On 34 minutes uh, Equalises um, you, you did You called it though Didn't you You did call that uh, Mark See when you're, you're Talking about that That Ryan Dow t- You think all of those That played together At that one time yeah. for, for Dundee United Andy Robertson Stuart Armstrong Gary Mackay Stephen Nadir Chiefchi John Souter All part of that squad At the same time Ably supported By guys like like Ryan Dow and, and John Rankin and experienced pros that you mentioned but for Mackay Stephen Armstrong yeah. Chief Chi Gold yeah yeah, and all, all as well on the one side so so Dow again a wee bit unfortunate because Jackie used to play four two three one, so he would play in a deer you know as your striker but behind him you had Armstrong Gold and Mackay Stephen and Dow had to play back up to whatever one of those wasn't fit basically So he would dip in and out But he would still contribute to the team But what a, what a side that was A young players And they've all went on to have You know Good careers even Even Like you look at Nadir Even Chief G Has, has had a, a decent uh, career yeah, Someone was talking about I mean, Gold the next, night the, the, ne- the next question would be I mean that team finished fourth Do you think the Motherwell team of Lee Hollis Craig Reed, Zane Francis Angol Francis Kerr Ian Vigers gets enough credit for finishing second when that Dundee United team that finished was fourth. That was incredible. Just How's that? Get, just thought I'd yeah, get that. And in I, there. I always remember going to Fur Park and absolutely batter Murrowell. I think. Well, what's the old saying about the league table not lying? It doesn't lie. It doesn't. But it, it perhaps did on that occasion because that was a, a travesty. Maybe, maybe Chichi was injured that day. No, every day. Someone was on the show in the last couple of days talking about uh, Gold winning as a Scotland call up and so forth. But yeah. see when you actually look at his his stats overall. You know, what is he got? 20, what, 23 goals or something in his whole career? It's not, but, it's but, not, it's not yeah, great. He's playing, but he's, remember the, the time in, in Portugal was, was never for a, a team that, you know, would score a lot of goals. He would always be up, he was always their main man, if you like. And yeah. he's, not, he's never been an out and out goal scorer. He's, no. The, it, someone was on talking about him being a replacement for Billy Gilmore. Exactly. No, exceptionally no. gifted this boy gold. On the ball, yeah. comfort, um, best pals with John Suter. Um, you know, two of them are very, very close. Um, just as our Scotland team is pretty blessed in that I area. Think there there, are, there are different careers to be had out there. Ryan Gold is one. You know, you go and play in Portugal for more than one club and you enjoy that lifestyle and you learn another language. And then he goes to Vancouver, he's enjoying that. I always think that Liam Henderson's had a great career. He's absolutely flying in the MLS as well. The season starts back soon. We've got one of these. Goal flashes. 
with AspireGlasgow.com It's for Airdrie They've taken the lead Kenny Miller won't be happy Callum for Dice With a powerful low strike uh, A bit of a I can't use the word Stramash twice Can we to describe Two different goals word. A bit of a goal mouth scramble Anyway Smashed home by Callum for Dice And it's Airdrie 1 Falkirk 0 he loses it, beat the pundit. Now he's losing in oh, Airdrie. What I, a weekend he's having. The 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 tie-breaking question was incredible with the caller. I, I had to stand in front of the league table. That's why I do. And block it from his view. Combined Celtic and Rangers goals this season. How many do you think? No, no, go on. Go on, Will. Combined Coffees. four goals. Um, 86. Oh, you heard that. I didn't. I, I swear, I didn't hear that. That's incredible. Have I got that's that? That's what the caller said. No, no, he said 85. 85 Marcus spot yeah. on. Are no you way. serious? I, I swear, I, honestly, in the kid's life, I no, didn't hear that not. last night. It's 85. Oh, it's 85. So he did the same. That's Matthew, who won, said the same he as Mark. Said, he said the same as Mark. 86. Good on you. Kenny went 111. 111, yeah. Alec, I don't know what you're laughing at. because I know I'm having a torrid. I'm having a bad season. Harry there. You're having a bad season. Oh, no, another one of these to save oh, Alex Ray. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. I'll tell you who's the equivalent of Alex Ray in League One. Who's in a bad run of form? It's Aloha. No wins yes. in eight, and they're one nil down at home to Queens Park. Now Connor Smith opening the scoring there. Well, that's a really poor run for Barry uh, Aloha. You know, great goal as well. Yeah, by the way, curling effort. Clips off the post and goes in. Yeah, because you look at the the support you get there from the chairman. You know they're usually kind of batting at the top end of that division, so they're on their own and need to get turned around rather quickly. Next weekend, Celtic, oh. Scottish Cup. Mm. It's funny how clubs, you know how their their whole kind of era turns around because our when me and Daz were at Brecon, you know on League One, challenging, got to the playoffs, they lost. But anyway, Jim took them up and. They, and then they kept up there mm. for seasons, punching above their weight. And they changed managers, relegated. Now they're battling at the bottom of League One. And how teams just fall away. Of course, Breakin was like that. Got to the championship and all the way down. Yeah. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. It's ICT nil QOS one. Connolly taking the ball round the goalkeeper. To slot in He'll hope that it counts for more He's scored twice against Inverness already this season But they've both been consolation goals In defeats And uh, he'll hope that that one stands for a bit more Inverness nil, Queen of the South 1 Well it's all getting very complicated At the top of that uh, table then Inverness started the day in third place uh, That may come under some threat now So Same at the bottom as well When you look at Dunfermline yeah. Winning and have Queen of the South Win that one as well. Um, nothing changes. Nothing. Well, nothing changes. But you wouldn't expect both of them to win, especially Queen of South going up to Inverness, going through a wee bit of a rocky. Billy yeah, Dodds, yeah. just now, yeah. Well, yeah. there you go, Shog. Dunfermline, Queen of South, two of them stone bottom of the, you know, the championship, and then they're they yeah. obviously get the lead so fast. So that'd be a brilliant uh, well. results so for the that. Yeah, bottom three. Oh this is good So we've asked on Twitter Which team do you have A petty dislike for And why uh, This is because Last week we were Doing the opposite We were trying to give A bit of credit We were saying Which team in the lower leagues Have you got a soft spot for So we thought we'd just Take <laughs> it to it. Scottish football's Speciality Pettiness oh. 
Uh, which team have you got a petty dislike for and why? Darren says going back to the lower leagues when they were there definitely has to be Gretna. Throwing money around they didn't have for a quick ride and a quicker slide. Terrible wee club. Says Darren. Okay. Nearly won the Scottish Cup. Uh, fair right, enough. Yeah. Pedro McSherry says Kilmarnock for no other reason than the thousands of empty seats at every game really annoyed me as a youngster. Quite a big stadium. Uh, and I, I told you, I told you, Petty, right? This is this was exactly what I had in mind. Return of the Mac, Montrose. I got kicked off a train back from Aberdeen when I was steaming and had to spend <laughs> the night there. Hated them ever since. It's a good point. It's see the one about Kilmarnock. Why did Kilmarnock build a stadium that was that big yet never filled it? Is there, well, because do you know the, that Hugh? Because the potential is there yeah, you know, and Stevie, Stevie Clark showed that the potential Can be realised because By the time he left as manager He was playing to full houses um, Three quarters of them It wouldn't be full if it fans. wasn't Celtic or Rangers though would it? But the, the potential is there uh, And they, to be fair to them They, they created a very mm. Nice stadium uh, the, I, I like the people at Kilmarnock But then of course the game catches up with you and you start to go off the boil on the park the people drift away and you're left with all the empty seats but if you read your question again I'm going to give you like a one minute warning because last time I checked we only had one set of correct answers wow since season 2015-16 eight players have scored at least six penalties in a single season in the Scottish Premiership who are they? right here's what I'm going to tell you I'm going to start giving clues there is one Rangers player on that list there are no Celtic players on the list there is one currently at Aberdeen one currently at St Mirren so these are all easy you can probably see where I'm going there is one who is managing down Greenock Way at the moment. Yeah, fair to say. Um, there's a former Aberdeen striker there. There's a kind of journeyman striker who scored a lot of goals in the, the lower reaches of the top flight and in the championship. He's Northern Irish. I've given you as much as yeah, I can. You've got one minute. Come on, if that helps you fill in the blanks, get them over at Clyde SSB. Uh, right, in terms of your... Irrational hatred to what we got Lewis just says Ross County and St Johnson Because their parks Are a shambles Okay uh, Showbiz Sam All my life Morton are your local team You should support Morton Blah blah Traitor blah I'm from Port Glasgow To hell with Morton He oh, says dear. <laughs> And stop them using Your ground for training And that all of that Was in capital letters What I've always said to you Spite Malice Mistrust mm -hmm. That's the way we Rock and roll here Yeah I like it Steve Smith's got, Steve Smith's the winner so far Brecon City And their daft hedge Says Steve Whoa. I quite like oh, the hedge no, I like the hedge It was good for time wasting When Is the ball went in there Alex When you're when taking a drubbing When did you ever get in a position To take <laughs> <a drubbing? laughs> When you're taking a drubbing You don't want it to be anymore Ooh. Put the ball in the hedge Hold oh, on Keep it in there Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com We've got a double It's 2-0 to Airdrie Against Falkirk Scott McGill Confident finish After being played through and I hope the wheels aren't coming off the fairy tale. No offence to the good people of Wraith, Gordon, but Wraith Rovers won our broth nil. Reagan Tumulty with a tap in after a cross. And our broth looks like their mini sticky run might be continuing. Good time to score for Rovers 1 0 up. Yeah, great time. And I, th I think that had been a hard game. You said there they're missing their top goal scorer, Broth. It's an astroturf pitch. You know that Wraith like to get the ball down and play good football. It'll be interesting to hear Fraser's half-time report because I think that Wraith will dominate that game with the football, the passing, the movement. They've obviously got the, the important goal before half-time. I fancy Wraith this afternoon, obviously. They've got that good start now. I think they can go on and add to that. 
It's an as things stand moment. As things stand, Wraith would join our broth on 38 points at the top yeah. of the league. Yeah, they would indeed. I mean, we would go on and on and on about the, the uh, broth fantasy football of having them in the, the Premiership. What about Wraith Rovers in the Premiership? I wonder, I wonder if Wraith would be the actual under the radar story at the moment because our broth were. But they just can't stay there They can't stay under the radar They then start getting the sky cameras Are turning up And people want to know about Can they get promoted And Dick Campbell's this larger than life character Kilmarnock have got the biggest budget in the division They've got spotlight managerial change Even Thistle come with that sort of big reputation Inverness have not been out the top flight for too long Have Wraith now become the under the radar Without team? doubt no, no, listen, I think the fact that John McGlynn, I think Daz hits a good point there because they play a particular style. Mm. They've had a settled team for, for a long time as well. I think the problem with our broth is they've got McKenna out, who's the top goal scorer today. Players going back. and Dowd's yeah, both gone back. Going back. So then you have to try and recruit players to get back up to that level. You've got the uncertainty of it all. Whereas if you've got a player at Rafe Rovers, uh, you know, from Celtic Rangers, you just let them develop away nicely at the top of the Wraith division. have been rubbish as well, according to Fraser, so far this afternoon. Yeah, they play rubbish football, but they <laughs> get results. <laughs> uh, let's quit. The half times are starting to go, so let's quickly do this, Hugh. The first half teaser. With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. In season 2015 2016, eight players have scored at least six penalties in a single season in the Scottish Premiership. They are James Tavernier, Lewis Ferguson, Jamie McGrath, Eamon Brophy, Dougie Emery, Danny Swanson, Adam Rooney, and Billy Mackay. Brilliant. Honestly, some of the names on that list. Some people came really close, but we reckon only one got all eight. RG Demon, well done to you, RG. If you feel hard done by and you think you got them, feel free to let me know. That was the only one that we could spot at the moment. Right, the half times are starting to go. Let's speak to Roger Hanna, who's at Air United Morton. Yeah, United nil, Morton one at half time. Really not much in the game, Gordon, but the two teams are separated by a fantastic goal midway through the half from Gavin Riley. Air started bright as Andy Murder tested Jack Hamilton in the Morton goal inside a minute. Then in four minutes, Tommy Adeloy was cleaned through after an error by Morton centre-half Alan Lithgow, but he took a clumsy touch and it allowed Jack Hamilton to come off his line and smother the ball at his feet. Cameron Blues was first to threaten for Morton after 16 minutes with a shot that was saved from distance by Aidan McAdams in the air goal then at the other end after 20 minutes James Maxwell on loan from Rangers made good progress down the left hand side his cutback was just behind Adeloy though on the 6 yard line and then after 27 minutes a goal that separates the side Morton made progress down the left Lewis Strapp fired in a fine cross to the near post and there was an exquisite first time finish by Gavin Riley past McAdams for the opening goal they have tried to get back into the game Adeloy was booked by referee John Beaton for diving in the box under a challenge of Lithgow after 38 minutes but Morton threatened again right on half time McAdams once the Morton number one making a fine save to deny Blues with a 25 yard shot it's all to do for Lee Bullen's men in the second half air nil Morton one half time whistle starting to go elsewhere let me check in and try and find out what order they're going in David Friel's also got a half time at East End Park David tell us about the first 45 
half-time, Gordon Dunfermline won Hamilton now, and I think it's fair to say things are going a lot better for John Hughes and Dunfermline this weekend. Big Yogi wanted a reaction after that 5-0 defeat to Morton, and Ryan Dow's goal has put them ahead at the break. Hamilton, to be fair, actually the first chance after just 90 seconds. Mihai Popescu, he's not known for scoring, but he scored up a spectacular one against Partick last weekend, but this time he's finished and let him down. Aki's defender was unmarked at the back post, but couldn't get any power on his shot. That was an early let-off for Dunfermline, but after that they played some really nice stuff. They've been by far the better team here. Matty Todd had a decent effort in 11 minutes. Aki's keeper Joe Hilton fumbled the first attempt, but managed to gather it. Ryan Dow was in the thick of things all the time for Dunfermline. He was unlucky with a curling shot in 18 minutes. Dunfermline's next attack, Stephen Lawless, he's also been very lively. He picked out Lewis McCann but couldn't get any direction on his header. Dunfermline were pushing hard and they finally got that opener on 31 minutes. Lewis McCann again met across into the box and this time Joe Hilton pulled off a stunning double save. It was absolutely amazing stuff. But Ryan Dow, he followed it in and managed to force the ball over the line from close range. Josh Edwards then, just before half-time, came close to making it 2-0. That got deflected just wide but the pars are well on top so far. Half-time, Dunfermline won, Hamilton now. Let's keep all the championship games together Wraith Rovers are both watched by Fraser Wishart Or maybe not Wraith nil Sorry, Wraith Rovers 1 are both nil Wraith ahead Just two minutes before half time Their only shot of the first half Unlikely sources Regan Tumulty the right back But for two of the top teams in the championship It's been a really, really poor game so far Spent most of the half just sizing each other up No tempo to the game So many mistakes on the ball Particularly by Wraith led to little to talk about another than the goal the best effort was from the halfway line after seven minutes an audacious attempt by our bro striker Jack Hamilton he turned and he saw Jamie McDonald off his line he tried his luck a decent effort actually but Jamie McDonald made his, his way back to save fairly comfortably Hamilton then his touch let him down lovely pass by Luke Donnelly he was through one and one but his touch ran into the arms of the goalkeeper but all in all not a great watch Wraith just couldn't get their passing game going too many mistakes. The usually lively Ross and Gullen up front. No change from Little and O'Brien at the back for a broth. And neither keeper did have anything to do at all until the 32nd minute when Hamilton again involved. Nicky Lowe free kick to the back post and his weak header went into the goalkeeper's arms. Usually wouldn't count it as a chance, but in this 45 minutes it actually does. And then Nicky Lowe himself tried a volley from 25 yards. It dipped, but again comfortably saved by McDonald. And apart from those few chances, nothing to talk about until two minutes before the break. First time they'd really been near their broth goal for Wraith Rover. Sam Stanton burst his way into the box and crossed the ball right across the six-yard box. Simple tap in for Reagan Tumulty at the back post. The right back had made his way into the six-yard box. Easy finish for him. One consolation, second half can't really be as bad as the first. And that really is the case here. Half-time, it starts part. Wraith Rovers 1 are both nil. Inverness, Queen of the South, watched by Dave Galloway. Half-time, Inverness 0, Queen of the South 1. A decent start by both sides. For Inverness, Walsh cross for Sutherland, but his header, it lacked power, and it was easily saved by Ray. And Queen's uh, Connolly let fly from outside the box. Plenty power in it, but it was deflected wide. Connolly has been impressive in, the first, in this first half. He was put through by Peyton's pass. However, Ridgers charged off his line to make the block. Cali stepped things up. Mackay's 12-yard drive was well saved, but the flag went up and uh, Ray did well, very well to parry Walsh's effort with uh, McGregor's follow-up deflected behind. Some home fans thought their side had actually scored when Sutherland having linked well with Mackay hit a shot from outside the box but it went just inches wide of the right-hand post. However it was the visitors who went ahead after 39 minutes. Peyton threaded through nicely for Conley. It was claimed he was in an offside position but he coolly rounded the keeper to slot home and Willie Collum left the pitch to a loud chorus of boos. No change there then. At half time Inverness nil, Queen of the South 1. OK let's go into League 1. Airdrie Falkirk's been watched by Andrew McLean. 
Yeah, Airdrie 2, Falkirk nil. the half-time score here. Both teams with chances in this one, but Airdrie have been the better side, just like the scoreline suggests. They had a few early opportunities, really good quick feet, first by Dylan Easton, who skipped past a few Falkirk players before laying Adam Frizzell off at the edge of the box. His shot was deflected into the arms of Falkirk goalkeeper Paddy Madden. A couple more chances shortly after that. Craig Watson had a shot, a shot blocked. Callum Fordyce volleyed straight at the goalkeeper from the resulting corner. Falkirk really hadn't created anything, but then all of a sudden had the best chance of the game up until that point Charlie Telfer with a great run and cross down the left it went past goalkeeper Max Curry all Callum Morrison had to do was run in meet it and direct it goalwards but all he could do was head it over the bar and they were made to pay for that miss as well Dylan Easton's deep free kick wasn't cleared by Falkirk it bounced around the box before Callum Fordy smashed the ball into the back of the net to put Airdrie ahead. They then had goalkeeper Max Curry to thank for staying ahead soon after that. Falkirk with a well-worked free kick into the box. It eventually fell to Callum Morrison again and only a few yards out but a brilliant stop from Max Curry to keep it at 1-0 and then a lovely goal for the host just before the break. Adam Frizzell with a back heel to Dylan Easton. His pass put Scott McGill through on goal and he hammered it into the back of the net for 2-0. The host now in control here. A half-time score at the Pennycar Stadium. Airdrieonians 2, Falkirk 0. What about the Indodrill Stadium, Aloha against Queen's Park here's Gabriel Stadium it is Aloha Athletic nil Queen's Park 1 no classic in clack manager but a cracking curling effort from Connor Smith it's the difference between the two teams after 45 minutes Queen's had the share of the early ball and all of the early pressure most of the good play coming down the left hand side with Luke O'Connell and left back Tommy Robson uh, Aloha winger Stephen Boyd was booked for descent in the ninth minute after he wasn't given a free kick on the edge of the box when it looked like he had been fouled uh, Connor Smith at the heart of everything his first chance was a good header it was tipped over by Hutton in the Aloha goal on the 30th minute mark the resulting corner saw Lee Kilday have another good header cleared off the line there was a few balls across the face the pressure was mounting and in the 38th minute that's when the Spiders took the lead Aloha defender Andy Graham got caught under the ball Bob McHugh got in uh, he controlled it rolled it back to Connor Smith the 19 year old on loan from Hearts he took his time curled it into the far corner it clipped the post as it went in a really beautiful effort the keeper rooted uh, and that gave them the lead uh, Aloha went straight up the other end, though, and nearly equalised. Uh, Ewan Henderson rolling in Niang. He struck wide, though. Uh, Boyd and Henderson have looked dangerous on the counter for Aloha, but that's all they've really had going forwards. Barry Ferguson is going to have a big team talk to change things here at half-time. He's going to hope that it was a repeat of the last time the two sides met when they came from behind to win 4-3 in Glasgow. Ewan Henderson scoring in the 90th and 92nd minute, but it's all good for Queen's Park at the moment. A really crucial period for them. As I said, they have a few games in hand on the teams above them. A win here could see them push up the table and start uh, a really good push for promotion into the spring. Half-time here at the end of drill. It's Alwa Athletic nil, Queen's Park 1. Half-time scores coming up next. The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 